Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. This is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Deneen, come together once a week over a single topic, and from that topic, we come up with incredible ideas all about getting you, the listener, as rich as possible, as quickly as possible. Uh huh. We like to think of ourselves <laughs> as quickly impossible. As quickly, it's pretty impossible <laughs> to get rich on our ideas if you really give it a thought for no. even thirty or forty seconds. This is a show that we consider a public service. Yeah. And like all public services, we rely on the kindness of our listeners. Yeah, we put the P in PBS. And we put the P in NPR. <laughs> we put the P in the Coca-Cola. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. That's right. Um, I don't, you, you, Wow, I just lost track. <laughs> Completely lost track. Um, and in doing so, what we ask from the public, guys, is we don't ask for any money up front. Nope. We don't ask you to pay us for our incredible ideas. We don't ask you to... Pay to come and see us uh-uh. do talks. We don't give you a one-size-fits-all idea. We have not only, for every topic, a new idea. Uh-huh. We have two new ideas each. Boing. That's four new ideas plus, plus, plus a special tip Yeah. every episode. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of content that we're providing is yeah. what I'm saying. Well, we don't want any money up front. That's not how we play. That's not how we do. We put the P in Publix groceries. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, guys. No. What we do yeah. is we wait till you take that idea that you decide really resonates with you. Mm-hmm. You make it happen. You get rich. You become a millionaire or a billionaire, or a trillionaire, whatever air it's going to be mm-hmm. for that idea for you. And then once you get rich off of that idea, once you've settled into your new lifestyle, yeah. then what do we ask of them? No. After you're rich, after you've made your millions, your billions, your trillions, what have you, and you're sitting in the lap of luxury, With a golden toilet. And one day when you're taking a pee, you say, hey, that reminds me of the guys who put the pee in pajillionaire. Wow. I owe them some money. I owe them 10% of everything I've made. Tithe us. Tithe us. That's That's what we're asking. Yeah. Mitt Romney... Tithes, tithes the LDS. He sure does. 
And what has the LDS done for him? Take his money. Just take his money. That's yeah. all they've done. They didn't give him any ideas. Nope. To for his wealth. Nope. He had to do that all on his own. Yeah. Unless they're like, get rich quick by drinking nothing but milk. Mm-hmm. Chris Pratt. He tithes his church, whatever, the Zoe church or whatever it is. I don't know anything about him. Chris Pratt's a big, big Christian. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He even just did a diet, I think it was called the Jesus Diet or something like that, where he the- subsisted. It's like this very specific sort of regimen of eating that okay. one does. But yeah, he found God before, well before he became famous when he was like a teenager. The Guardians of the Galaxy guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. I didn't know that. Yep. Justin Bieber mm-hmm. found God. Yeah. I think he gave God up. or When he realized he had a tithe. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, all these people yeah. tithed away. Yeah. So, you know, you can too. Yeah. Anyway, no. Anyway. I know you got a story that you're excited to tell me today. <laughs> so, uh, this past weekend... um. My girlfriend and I were talking about she was. You have a girlfriend. I do. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. I know. Congratulations. I know. <sighs> Made it. <laughs> Forty-eight years, and finally. Finally. Uh huh. It's all it took. Yeah. You guys, you can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, you know, believe in yourself is yeah, what we're saying. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Never give up. Never give up. Make a vision board. Make sure, like Noel, you bathe on average once a week. At least. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so she was saying about how she wanted to go uh, to a beach mm-hmm. in the summer. Mm-hmm. And was talking about like Long Beach and, you know, beaches nearby. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what about upstate? And she's like, no, there's no beaches. And I said, well, there's lakes, though. And she's like, no, that's not a beach. <clears throat> and starts trying to tell me that. And I can understand saying if you if, if your point is. Lakes, I, I prefer beaches on oceans than lakes. Mm-hmm. But her point was beaches are only on oceans. Mm-hmm. So eventually I'm like. We'll let modern science settle this one. Uh huh. So I pull out my phone, and you s- sacrificed a witch. I sacrificed a witch. Uh-huh. No, uh huh. But I was like, "Hey Siri, what's the definition of a beach?" And as you say it, it writes out what you're saying, mm-hmm. and it writes out what's the definition of beach, uh-huh. and then changes the word beach to bitch, and then uh-huh. gives the definition of bitch. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And I kept doing it, and it did it like 20 times. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if if uh, Suri was misunderstanding, or not misunderstanding, because it was changing the word before your eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Siri just really agreed with me. Yeah, uh, I thought she was being a bitch. <laughs> but that actually ended the argument, because we were so fascinated with uh-huh. this. Uh, did you ever find out the answer? Uh, any body of water. Right. Yeah. Um, but does it have to have? It has to have sand on it, though, right? Is that part of the definition that's a sandy of what a beach? So, so a beach is just you have a rocky beach. That's true. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Um, so then, so then, just a definition of a beach is an area of land uh, up against water. 
Yeah, basically the side of a tub, the rim of a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> That's not land, though. But, you know, the Siri thing, though, after doing it over and over, eventually, uh, first, it, in a couple steps, first it stopped writing down beach and just went straight to bitch. Right. And then after doing that about ten times, it finally got what I was saying. I mean, I guess my question is, doesn't the way autocorrect work is it corrects it to words that you use? It assumes that you're saying something because they're words you use most often. I don't know so how clearly, often I'm texting. Well, you, clearly you're asking Siri about bitches a lot, and you're you're <laughs> looking, you're, yeah. you're texting about bitches a lot. Yeah. And if I were your girlfriend, I would be like, are you texting all your friends talking about me being a bitch? Because I'd think you don't know... Yeah. Siri, what's not one of my 99 problems? <laughs> um, well, you know, the interesting thing about that story, Noel, uh-huh. because there's always an interesting thing about your stories. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to hear this Even one. when there's not really an interesting thing uh-huh. about your story is, is that your girlfriend yeah. loves beaches. Yes. You don't like beaches. Not all a, that much. You're not not, a, not to at that degree. That's right. for sure. Yeah. And so, many people, mm-hmm. when they retire, mm-hmm. they want to retire to the mountains, forests where yeah. they love, or the beach. Yeah. You are more of a mountain forest guy. I think that's why you're like, I would go to a beach by the lake. Like I could do that because I'm I'll be in the mountains and I don't have to spend my whole time just being on the beach. Yeah, exactly. She, on the other hand, is like, no, I want to spend my whole time on the beach. Uh huh. So if you guys make it to the point where you know, and I know you're old, she's yeah. younger than you <laughs> yeah. by a substantial amount. Yeah. So if you guys make it to your retirement, uh-huh. uh huh. Uh. Uh, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, and that's an interesting thought that I just had. Way more interesting than your story. No. Because, Noel, yeah. it ties right into our topic today. Okay. Which is not beaches, but retirement. How to get rich with it. How to quit your job to the top. Beach, I don't know, retirement. How are we going to get rich with it? I'll start out and tell you. Can I Can I just really quickly tell you the <laughs> definition of a beach? Okay. Because now a pebbly or sandy shore, especially by the ocean, between high and low watermarks. Okay. Um, let me just look at the Merriam-Webster to run or drive ashore. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. A shore of a body of water covered by sand, gravel, or larger rock fragments. Yeah. So it can be can absolutely be on a river. There you go. Or on uh, a lake. Yeah. Um, you know, if you uh, f- fragmented your par- upper part of your toilet bowl and laid it out. Yeah. Like or just a don't shoreline, clean it for long enough. You live a, an extraordinary life. <laughs> Um. Then you, that could be a beach as well. Yeah. So there you go. That's what I was getting at. 
Sorry, uh, Noel's girlfriend, whose name I won't say on the air. Yeah. You are unfortunately wrong. Yeah. But in your heart, we all know you're right. And, yeah. I, I I get where she was going. Yeah. You knew exactly what she wanted, but you did not want to give in. Well, because you don't do well on beaches. <laughs> I'm so pasty. I'm you so are. So you, you, the level of pink that you would turn... <laughs> Spending all day on a beach. Yeah. I mean, I've seen you just do the thing where you just hold your breath and go really beet red with the little vein popping out on your forehead. Yeah. I just imagine that all over your body. Yeah, and, exactly. And it's it's just ugly. And then I imagine big, welty uh, 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 blisters yeah. from the sun poisoning mm. that you would get. <laughs> mm. You guys, retirement. How are we going to get rich with it? I'm going to tell you right now, right? Thanks to baby boomers, all things dealing with older folks is growing. It's boomtown, right? Mm-hmm. In 2008, there were around 32 million retired Americans. In 2018, that number's grown to over 43 million people. 63 million Americans received Social Security. Uh, plus, people are living longer, right? So, and actually, the actual life expectancy in the U.S. has dropped for two consecutive years. Mm-hmm. But this is due to opioid addiction and suicide. If you make it to an older age, chances are that you have made it past those obstacles, right? So, uh, more Americans are spending longer than ever. I don't know. I have a relative who's uh, seventy-nine years old and completely addicted to pills. Really? Yeah. Oh. Has been for years. Used to be a heroin uh, user. Okay, and uh, uh, she was all very. It was all very functional. Like mm-hmm. like she worked through all of it, but she, uh, uh, you know, that's an impressive age for someone who's been yeah. doing that for so long. Oh man, if I told you all of her maladies oh. and the fact that she's refused uh, 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 most treatment really? for all of them, and yet still manages to be alive, it's sort of shocking. It's a tough. That's a tough person. Yeah, yeah, and yet fragile at the same time. Yeah, kind of like you, kind of like my heart. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Or my fart. Always got to go there, Noel. Always got to go there, guys. Uh, so as I hinted about in the fact that there are so many more people collecting Social Security than are retired, a large number of people are not financially <coughs> prepared for retirement. Mm-hmm. I would qualify myself as one of them. Dude, I, everyone would. I, I, I can't imagine what you've done right in your life nowadays to be properly prepared. Yeah, I mean, I looked up, uh, uh, not that it doesn't have anything to do with my, my stuff, but I just, I, I was looking up sort of like how much do you need to retire? And obviously there are a lot of factors in there. Sure. But, you know, peop- they like to, for years they like to say you should have a million dollars in the bank you know, invested, whatever, but you need to have a million dollars to be able to pull whatever percentage of that, you know, annually that you need to be able to live through retirement. Mm -hmm. And I don't have even a a tenth of that saved up at this point at 49 years old. But not only that, what I was, everything I read was like, that's old information. Yeah, They're like, these days you need definitely more than that. 
And depending on where you live, and they were like, you should be putting away as soon as possible 20% of all your earnings 20%? annually. That's absurd. That's insane, That's dude. That's absurd. They're like, from the start of your working life, you should be putting away 20% of all your earnings annually <sighs> towards your retirement. That's fucking nuts, nuts dude. Yeah. If you live in New York and you're even making like $75,000 a year, yeah. which, you know, is moderate in this city at this point. You know, you're definitely going to be living with roommates. Yeah. You know, you're putting away, what, $15,000 a year? I, I mean, I just don't know how you survive. You would survive in this city doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think seventy five k is like what all these, you know, coder kids make a year, roughly. You know what I mean? Which has become the big employer in this city. Yeah, and, you know... <clears throat> So with my 401k, mm-hmm. I think I put in 7% now, and my work right. puts in, I think, 3 Right. So that's 10%, and mm-hmm. let me tell you, I am nowhere yeah. near any kind of level to retire for any time. Yeah, 10% used to be, like, 20 years ago was mm-hmm. what they said you should be putting away, 10% annually, and you would be okay, but... Now, now they're saying like to feel like you can do this, it's twenty percent. Well, and and regardless of what it is, you could be putting away fifty percent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the market te- keeps like something will happen, and the market right. goes bananas, and you've lost like, oh, I just lost a third of my four hundred one k. Great, now I'm working till I'm eighty. Yep, and then eating cat food after. You guys. Get some cat food. <laughs> Invest in cat food. Invest in boomers, cat food. you know, the boomers. Yeah. They're the biggest they're the biggest uh, population in the country. Yeah. Invest in cat food. Invest in cat food, guys. Uh how about you invest in cat food, but market it as human food. As mm, instead of baby food, yeah. right? There was baby food. Now you invest in old people food. Yeah. That just came off the top of my head. The top Bing. of the door. This is how my brain works yeah. now because of this show, guys. Shooting money. Shooting money. I just spit money at you. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, like a camel. Uh-huh. You can have instead of the Gerber's baby, you can have the the, the Deneen geriatric, and it's just some toothless, gummy old man yeah. taking a big scoop of tuna surprise. Yeah. Mm, tuna, mm. guys. Yeah. There you go. Go on. <laughs> Sorry. So pensions are becoming fairly non-existent, uh, and and if I had a pension nowadays, which I don't, I wouldn't even trust that it's going to be there. Yeah. Right. Because chances are, if you got a pension, you've got like a government job. Mm-hmm. All it takes is Trump too to come in and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm pulling all those pensions that we said uh, all these people get. I got to build a tower in Irkutsk. In Irkutsk, exactly. I need that money for something. Yeah. Kooksk. Uh, so even if you planned well, living longer than expected can be disastrous, right? You need additional money. Well, a lot of older folks out there picking up jobs. Uh, not as bad as it sounds. At first, I was like, oh, great. They're all going back to work. But, you know, uh, they're not really getting back into the rat race. It's just some part-time gigs to make ends meet, mm-hmm. you know, going to McDonald's. Cooking up some fries. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Then you get to eat the, the spoiled lettuce and just be like, ah. <coughs> when we got so married healthy. in when we got married in Vegas mm-hmm. back a while ago now. A long time ago. I don't even remember how long. Twenty 
uh, 20, almost 20 years ago now, mm-hmm. or about 20, no, 21 years ago. Um, the guy who drove the limo for the uh, Viva Las Vegas chap- Chapel was retired, and he just worked three days a week. But sure. between all of his tips and everything, the guy was making like six, $700 a week. Boom. It's crazy. Yeah. Right? So that's a good example of one, right? Uh, the sweet spot of these jobs, it seems to me, is to not work a lot, not a lot of hours, flexible, good pay, and it's a bonus if it's somewhere sunny and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right? So you're narrowing down. What's the what's the good ones out there? Well, there's an article this week mm-hmm. stating that Hawaii wants to raise the smoking age to 100 years old. <laughs> and if it doesn't pass in Hawaii at this point, it will. It will do it, right? And where is it going to happen first? It's going to happen in Hawaii. Okay. It's going to happen in California. Uh-huh. Right? So at first I was like, great, you can be 100 years old. I also read some article about some guy who's going to biohack himself and he expects to live to 130. Mm-hmm. I'm like, great, so you got 30 years of earning power. <laughs> but uh, so you could though, you if you're if you're 100 years old, uh-huh. trucking around, uh-huh. you can start making extra money because let me tell you, you can't just say, hey, smokers, no smoking no more, and they're going to be like, cool, I'll be over here. Oh, I see right? where you're going with you this. You gotcha. will be the new Al Capone. Right. Right. Uh, You'll be out there buying up all the smokes yeah. and then just selling them on the black market. So I thought that's that's a little good extra money if you're that old guy. Yeah, you tried years having old. me do that when I went down to North Carolina, but yeah. I said, that's illegal, Noel. Said, I'm not going to get busted. Yeah, I bet you look 100. Uh-huh. Uh, so this is what you're going to do. Retired Hawaiians first. Other states after. Mm-hmm. It's a coming. It's a coming. It's a coming. Mm-hmm. What do you do for a part-time job that doesn't take a lot of time? Mm-hmm. Is flexible. Good money. You get a van. Uh-huh. You fill that van full of 100-year-olds. Uh-huh. And you shuttle them out to the tobacco outlets. Uh-huh. Where they buy their cigarettes to sell. You get a cut. Oh, so you're not even the hundred year old. You're not even the hundred year old. You're, you're, you're just sixty provi- five. Right. You're providing the service that gets the hundred years olds out to the Indian reservation, say, yeah. to buy the cheap to the tobacco super cheap. Yep. Gotcha. Exactly. And uh you get a cut, you are the new Capone. They are your, your mules. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's good. It's good extra money for them too, actually. Right. But but it'd be hard to do that on your own enough to get rich. But I feel like yeah. this you could get rich with. Absolutely. I mean, although you I do win feel a you could certainly do really well on your own as well. I mean, you just go yeah. out there and buy a case of cigarettes yeah. and you split, and then you know you sell them. Yeah. You, you, Double. you control the market. Yeah. You can sell them for whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. But yeah, obviously you get twenty or thirty. You know, you get the school bus filled with hundred-year-olds, mm-hmm. and you know, I imagine in twenty or thirty years that living to a hundred will be much more uh, regular than not. Yeah, you know. So yeah, good idea. No. I heard something a while ago where they said I think it was the first person to live above hundred and thirty is probably already alive. I think someone did already. There was a way she just died. 
This French woman who's considered French or German, I can't remember. She's mm-hmm. considered the oldest woman in the world. She just died a few months ago, and I think she I think she had made it to 132 wow. or wow. something like that. I could be wrong. It may have been the 120s. Uh-huh. Um, but then uh, uh, RT, the Russian TV sh- channel, uh, tried to uh, say that it w- she wasn't uh, who she claimed to be, that she was uh, actually, what was it? That her mother had died in the war and then she took her mother's identity for some reason. What? And so she was actually like 20 or 30 years younger. Oh, RT. Oh, RT. You love to just mess with people, RT. Yeah. They're always fucking with people. RT should stand for Russian trolls. It basically does. It does. It's true. Well, that's a solid idea, Noel. That's a money maker. Yeah. Money, money maker. Money. Boom. Um... So I did a little research into sort of the history of uh, retirement, as we know it, modern retirement. Okay. And, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things in society, it's a relatively recent uh, idea. Not idea, but I should say it's r- relatively recent uh, uh, movement mm-hmm. in the world. Uh, the first country that offered retirement and Social Security, was uh, Germany in 1889. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, the Chancellor Otto von Bismarck introduced pensions um, for people over the age of 60. Um, and the whole point of it was there was a growing socialist movement in Germany, and it was an attempt to preempt that. By giving the people a little something. Okay, yeah. So he passed that. Uh, over time, it made its way throughout the Western world in general. Um, and then, as industrialization popped in, I didn't realize this, that in uh, uh, up until industrialization, so up through the late 1800s, early 1900s, uh, 50% of the country, of our country, yeah. worked on farms. Were farmers, had farms, worked on farms. Okay. Um, and that 78% of all American men worked well past the age of 65. Sure. They worked into the, I mean, if they even lived that long. Um, but once... Factories began to replace farms in terms of economic importance. People were like, can old folks even understand and work these machines? And uh, one of the co-founders of Johns Hopkins, in a major speech in 1905, literally declared men older than 60 were useless and should leave the workforce. Really? Uh Uh-huh. So that sort of began the process of what we consider retirement. That, obviously, the fact that there was more money coming into the country and, the, and, and uh, 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 companies started creating pension funds mm-hmm. and, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. But things are starting to reverse, Noel. Uh, in the United States, uh, this year... 18.6% of people 65 and older were working or looking for work. 
I uh, should say as of last year. Yeah. Um, compared to the same time in 1985, where it was 8.3%. Um, they're saying now that automation could literally destroy as many as 73 million jobs in the U.S. by 2030. Oh, yeah, we're in in trouble. And 800 million jobs around the world overall. And then as AI gets more and more perfected, how many of of the jobs that we consider safe, right, are going to be gone by 2050, 2100? Yeah. Um, I was like, that's crazy. And then I was sort of reading, uh, 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 I was thinking about like, you know, as this goes on, you're going to be seeing a lot of young people who work a short period of time and then they're replaced by other younger people. Yeah. And retirement's going to be coming earlier and earlier and earlier. Okay. And I was sort of looking up, well, what are millennials doing? about jobs these days. Mm-hmm. Saw this crazy report that 8% of recent college grads brought their parents along to interviews for jobs. 8%? 8%. And this was a survey that was in the Wall Street Journal. Apparently, and just had them come along with them, a full 3% actually had their parents sit in on the interview with them. Wow. What's that tell you about these 20-somethings? They've grown up being babied their whole lives. The helicopter parenting, mom or dad with them all the time. What kind of a parent would agree? You know, like how stupid is that parent? Who is getting hired on that interview? My feeling is if 8% of them actually show up with their parents... There's at least double that that are asking their parents to come with them. Oh, yeah. And their parents are saying no. It's got to be even more. Possibly. Um, the belief is, is that these parents who are so, so deeply invested in their child's lives mm-hmm. to the point where they write their college admissions letters for them, uh, 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 do everything for them is problematic. Yeah. Um, But this is what I say is going to happen here. You are going to parent Mm -hmm. millennials and charge them a fee. These kids don't want to have to deal with adulting. They even have a word for it, adulting. You can see memes everywhere. Oh, yeah. Did my laundry today, adulting. Washed my hair today, big day of adulting. Yeah. Made scrambled eggs, adulting. Mm -hmm. They don't want that. They want to live in their childhood. Yeah. And that's fine. This is where you're going to take advantage of it. They're going to give you complete and utter access to their entire financial life. Okay. You're going to get their paychecks. You're going to dole out a uh, uh, an allowance to them. All right. 
they are going to have to live on that allowance and you are going to invest all of their money so they have money put aside so by the time at this point these kids by 2030 are going to be like 40 years old uh-huh and they're going to have shit if they're spending all their money on pot video games and junk food yeah they're not going to have anything when avocado they're out avocado toast and right 18 dollar avocado toast they're not going to have anything yeah for their future so you are opening up the millennial investment site where you are basically parenting these kids. You're forcing them to put their money into piggy banks, but they don't want to actually do it themselves. You're mm-hmm. just taking that responsibility away from them 100%. Yeah. Of course, you are charging a fee for this. Oh, yeah. There are 100 million millennials, 70 million millennials mm-hmm. in this country right now, and this goes generationally. You'll be doing this for kids when they're kids. When they're children, uh-huh. because they're going to have to retire when they're 20 or 30. Ugh. So that's what you're doing. All right. That's good. It's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. A lot of money. You guys, if you want to give us a, a lot of money, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel show page, hit the pledge button, pledge an amount. Half that money goes to Josh and I. Half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. You feel good about yourself. Give yourself a pat on the back. Give yourself a little hug. If you don't want to give us money for some reason, but you do want to give money to Radio Free Brooklyn, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, hit the pledge or the sponsor button. Some button. There's a button, guys. Hit it. Pledge an amount. All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. None of that money comes to us. You get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn's a 501c3 organization. You get to feel not as good about yourself, to tell you the truth, because you give us any money. But you get to feel like you did a little something in the right direction. If you want to support us without reaching your pocket, subscribe to the newsletter. Radio Free Brooklyn, become part of the conversation, as they say. I just have to say uh that I don't know who came up with the title of that (laughs) newsletter. Genius. Amazing. Yeah. Probably hot, too, I'm guessing. Mm. Yeah, probably. As long as that person stays out of the sun. (laughs) Yeah, uh, otherwise (laughs) it just boils. Um, If you're on uh, mobile devices of basically any sort... Get the app. We got an iPhone app. We got an Android app. If you got a Windows phone, get a new phone. Uh, yeah. Uh, we started up the uh, the the teen program is is in action now. It is a thing. Radio, Radio Free Brooklyn's got a program. If anyone has never listened to us ever before, mm-hmm. uh, where they teach kids media literacy, all about radio, how to record, how to get jobs and radio uh, <laughs> and this is our first uh program of it our, our beta program mm-hmm. and it's launched and apparently it's going well so i guess the point is if you have kids if you're in the new york uh, area and you have children or you are a teenager and you're interested in getting them involved in this you can go to the radio radio free brooklyn website yeah and uh, look up about that. Yeah, or if you're concerned about, hey, what are these guys doing with all these millions we're giving them? Oh, there you go. That's what we're doing with it. Millions. We're giving it to teenagers. <laughs> Can they need it, guys? 
You know what you need? You need another little source of income, right? You can't wait for retirement. You got to make some now. That's why Josh scours the internet for rules. I mean, for uh, other little ways for you to get even more rich. So, Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Keeping the mind alive outside the body may not just be science fiction anymore. A Yale neuroscientist claims he pioneered a way to keep animal brains alive for 36 hours after detaching them from the body. After obtaining more than a hundred pigs' brains from a slaughterhouse, he and his team restored circulation within four hours. To do so, they used a system called BrainX, which warms artificial blood to body temperature and pumps it right into the brain. Despite detecting no electrical activity and finding brainwaves similar to that of a person in a coma, the individual brain cells were surprisingly healthy and capable of normal activity. So not quite conscious, but still very much alive. Theoretically, the researchers say the technique could work on other species like primates or even humans. But before that even happens, scientists will need to talk long and hard about ethics since this is a road that can get weird and problematic very quickly. I feel like she just described you to a T. <laughs> Not quite conscious, but still very much alive. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, and so there's a reason why we played this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have the article in front of me. Well, but you know the you know I do the, know the gist. Right. This week, mm-hmm. there's a company, a cryptocurrency company in Canada. Mm-hmm. It was a, a tech startup, mm-hmm. and the- uh, They had over $200 million of investors' money. Yes. Of $200 million worth of cryptocurrency that people had purchased. It yes. wasn't just like they had a vault of their $200 million, of the company's no. $200 million of cryptocurrency. It was others', others money, mm-hmm. and the CEO uh, died. Mm-hmm. And he was the only one who knew the password. <laughs> <laughs> and they can't get that money now because nope. their technology, turns out, was pretty solid. Yep. Uh, so get his brain. Mm-hmm. Keep it alive. Just like they did to Hitler. Mm-hmm. And uh, get that password, guys. There $200 million. $200 million Canadian dollars. Canadian dollars. So that's what, like 80 American bucks? No, I I read. I think it was 145 million Americans. Oh, okay, uh, but um, a good chunk of change. All you gotta do is keep that brain alive. Yep. Cap- kidnap the body. Kidnap the body. Remove the brain. Remove the brain. Get it in. What is it, something X? Yeah. Wh- whatever they call it. Exit. Pump it with that artificial blood, mm-hmm. like they used in a in a to feed the vampires in a, that TV show, True Blood. Yeah. Yep. And uh, uh, keep that brain pumping, and then eventually you'll transplant it into someone else's head just long enough for them to say, 65103 underscore apostrophe. (laughs) Exactly. Right? Yeah, it's probably going to be something ridiculous like, you know, his dog Spot. Maybe. Like it's just going to be Spot. (laughs) And he's going to be like, no way he would have just done that. Yeah. You know, or his birthday. Password one two yeah. three. <laughs> Didn't even do more. Like uh, one two three. That's all I have time for. Yeah, takes too much time. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's going to be something ridiculous like that. Yeah, and you're going to be ridiculously Rich. wealthy. Yeah. Exactly. And when you are, you'll be able to retire. That's right. And when you retire, you're going to need more money. More so, money, more money, more money. That's right, you guys. Humans aren't the only place where retirement is booming nowadays, right? October of last year, Canada legalized recreational marijuana. Government gets massive tax boost, saves trying to enforce the laws and lock people up. Another impact, though, CBC had an article about the RCMP throwing a retirement party for Luke. RCMP? RCMP. Oh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police? Canadian Mounted Police, basically the Canadian FBI. Uh, Are they the FBI? Basically, yeah. I didn't realize that. So why do they wear those? Like, FBI doesn't wear outfits. The little red uniforms with the houses, the hats, and they ride on the horses. That's just kind of a ceremonial thing. Oh, right. Uh, There are some RCMP outfits that you'll see. They're just like the, they're like the police, a national police, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so the RCMP threw a retirement party for Luke. Luke is a drug-sniffing dog trained to detect cannabis. Mm -hmm. All these dogs are now out of work. Yeah, they are. They're looking for adoption. I saw another article that was even more stark. Chad Larner, director of canine training in Macon County, says retraining the dogs would amount to extreme abuse. Because I, I guess you're taking away the thing that their whole life they've been trained to uh-huh. love, right? Uh, he suggested the sniffer dogs would have to be put down if pot wow. was legalized in Illinois. Because they would just run around sniffing out pot everywhere they went? I, there'd be no other use for them. Well, you'd dopt them out. Yeah, no, we need them. To, uh, but imagine if you were someone who smoked pot. And this dog was freaking out every time yeah. he was in your house. Yeah. Uh, so legalization, it appears to be an unstoppable force at this point, right? State by state, laws are changing fast. How many states is recreational marijuana I don't know. legalized it's now? now. I, it's over 10 for sure. Yeah. I think it's running close to 15 now. I and almost said this year for us. New York's going to do it pretty soon. They, they're, you already they, got Connecticut. You already got Jersey. You got already got well, Massachusetts. You got, those aren't recreational, though. No, they are. When did Massachusetts go recreational? Massachusetts passed about a year ago. I don't know if they got the stores open yet, but they uh, passed it. Okay. Um. You got Washington, you got Colorado, you got California. Did you hear about this guy? I think you got Michigan too now, right? <clears throat> uh, probably. I don't. I, I honestly don't know. I All haven't right. been keeping track of every state that does it, that has it. You know, and what? Not all of. I don't think all of them are recreational. I think there a lot of them are. I'm just saying. I don't yeah. think all of them are recreational. But <coughs> this company in Colorado bought. Uh, I think it was like 100,000 pounds of what they were claiming was hemp for CBD production from California. Mm-hmm. And uh, the trucker got pulled over in Idaho or something like that. Oh. And uh, to do his weigh-in, you know, he pulled over, I should yeah, say, yeah. to do his weigh-in. And uh, the state troopers were looking at his, uh, at his l- you know, bill of lading or yeah. loading or whatever it is. And it said, you know, a hundred thousand pounds of hemp or whatever it was. And this, uh, uh, 
cop decided to uh, open it up and look, and he had a little uh, THC testing apparatus, which told him that it was it had THC and therefore was not hemp, that it was marijuana. Okay. And now this trucker, who was just a hired company, like it was a truck company, he yeah, was hired yeah. to do this, uh, is in jail, oh. and he's facing 20-some-odd years for transporting Ooh. illegal drugs across state lines. Wow. It's crazy. It's yeah. got to change federally. It is. is it, it, it will. It will soon. Uh, it, it appears to be an unstoppable force. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are we going to do with all these dogs, right? Correction. What are you, dear listener, going to do with all these dogs? What use is a pot-sniffing dog once pot is legal? When people can just walk down the street into a store by their own, who wants a marijuana-sniffing dog anymore? You do. You're going to buy them up. You're going you're gonna to get them from these agencies. If you need to, you're going to be making so much money, you can train them. I bet you don't even have to buy them. I'm sure they'll just give them to you. You could get them. If you got to buy them, buy them. If you okay. got to train them, train them. Okay. Because. What are we training them to do? Sniff pot. Oh. So they already sniff pot. That's right. Okay. So who wants a pot sniffing dog in a world where pot is legal? Uh-huh. We've all known these people in high school, in college. There's a lot of people out there that don't want to pay for pot. Oh, right? okay. So you're going to get them. You're going to call your company Mooch Pooch. Uh, you're going to go for a walk with the dog. The dog's going to smell some marijuana. Uh-huh. Sit down and very nonchalantly indicate who has it. You're going to go up, or the, or the person, the buyer of the dog, the owner of the dog, uh-huh. is going to go up and strike up a conversation. Be like, man, I'm real stressed. And this person who goes through their whole life mooching marijuana, will be able to get free for the rest of their life. Yeah, I think the better way to do that is, is you know, these dogs get very uh, vocal. No, they're, they're, they're actually usually really quiet. They're all trained to not go crazy. They get very agitated, I thought, no. when they smell when something. They have them in airports and stuff. They, they don't go crazy. They'll do something like sit. They don't go crazy. They do the opposite. I thought they bark and paw at things and stuff like that. Maybe some do. Because I think if the dog went crazy, it would scare the person. They drop their oh, marijuana and run that. away. You could do that. And then you just pick it up and you've got, you know, yeah. Particularly you if you've need. got one that's like a German Shepherd mean yeah. dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah for like, sure. Or not, not mean necessarily, but mean looking. looking. Yeah. yeah, that scares people. Yeah. German Shepherds, Doberman Pinschers. Yeah, you can not do that. Not necessarily a beagle. But if you got a beagle, a golden retriever, you whatever, do whatever you got. You got to you use whatever you got. Yeah, you do your thing. Yeah. So yeah. So basically, you're saying you should just figure out who's got the pot and then go up and ask them to have some. No, of their you pot. sell the dogs to the people that don't want to pay for pot. Right. I understand. But yeah. then they go up and they just wander around and strike up conversations. Like, oh, you do? Sure, I guess. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. Because you'll never know who's smoking the pot. You just walk up, and well, they, but they'll have it in their pocket. Or whatever, oh, I see. Right? I see. So they're start, not necessarily like yeah. hitting it at that time. Yeah. So the dog will go up and like sniff that this person's got a one hitter in their pocket, 
and you'll be able to be like, go up and be like, uh, hey, I know you got weed, and I've got a I, headache. Uh, what, what are those things in your eyes that you can get it for? Styes? No. Glaucoma? Glaucoma. Yeah. Just be like, man, my glaucoma's kicking up. How about, dude, I just need to get high. <laughs> you could if you that's yeah, if that's it's legal you know. now. But but actually you don't have to do anything, listener. You could you could hate the legalization of marijuana. You could hate marijuana. Yeah, you're just dealing with the dogs. Yeah, you're just you're just helping a mooch remain a mooch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's solid. So as we were talking about earlier, Noel, retirement is coming uh uh, uh hard on the baby boomer generation. Yep. Biggest generation in the history of the country. Like the most most people. The baby boomer generation is, oh, is yeah, yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of yes. the population. Yeah. They were boom. They were boom. All those people humping away after the war, spitting out babies. Yeah. Uh and we spoke about how expensive it is to uh live in this country. On a retirement income, uh huh. I was like, "Well, okay. What do what do old people like to do? How can we get old people to be active, doing things? A lot of old people like to travel in their retirement." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, how do they live, right?" And then I was like, "You know, there are these uh, assisted living facilities. My grandmother was actually in one where they sort of have." You rent an apartment. You have your own apartment. There's a nurse down each hall. That's twenty four hour nurse, and it's sort of like this weird sort of hotel setup. There's a big dining room, and everyone can eat there. But you have access to shuttles that take you shopping. You're pretty independent, sure. But you have things in the room that are sort of like you know pull chains, or you know there's the nurse down the hall. They have, you know, doctors on call if you need it, all mm-hmm. this sort of stuff. Handles on the wall next to the toilet yeah. to help you up and down. The median average uh, 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 cost for a one-bedroom unit in an assisted living facility in the country. So this is median average, so it's going to be way more in, like, California, New mm-hmm. York, Chicago, um, is $4,000 a month. Ooh, really? Yeah, it's expensive. Man. Yeah. It's expensive. And I was like, man, if you're paying $4,000 a month... And that's just for your living situation. Mm-hmm. Doesn't inc- really include your food. Uh, 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 doesn't include your car and the gas you do, any travel you want to do, mm-hmm. right? And then I was like, yeah, what do, what do old people like to do for travel? Well, I think we all know that's what cruise ships are for. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, in 2002, the average age for uh, uh, cruise ship passengers was 56. Okay. Right, so that means most people are well over fifty-six. Sure, you know, and then you have a few people in their forties plugging away. And I thought to myself, why wouldn't you just make a cruise ship assisted living facility? Brilliant, dude. That just travels around the world. Yeah. And, you know, you'll have to transfer as the ship needs to be dry docked for anything. At different ports, you transfer to another ship. But you spend the rest of your life. These ships have everything, dude. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of clients who have worked on cruise ships as, as performers, dancers, and the whole thing. They have, <coughs> on the ship, you are provided with, just if you were going regularly, you have your room. Mm-hmm. You have uh, uh, three meals a day mm-hmm. provided. 
All the activities on the ship, not all, but a lot of the activities on the ship are there. So you have pools, you have gyms, you have uh, uh, game facilities, you have the casinos. And then there's other stuff you can do on the ship that costs more money. So if you're someone who's got a lot of money, there are four or five restaurants on the ship that are separate thing that you pay for separately mm -hmm. as if you're going to a real restaurant. And they have a variety of food. One's an Italian restaurant. One's a French, like a fine French restaurant, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Shows like crazy on these things. Oh, yeah. You know, you pay extra for that if you want to do that. Um, but they are these, you know, they're big enough that you could have a hospice facility on there. Mm -hmm. You could have a full uh, 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 doctor set up with an emergency room on there if necessary. Um, and then you just travel the world. You get off at different ports. You travel. You see new places. You do new things. Mm -hmm. For years and years, you could do this and be totally happily happy doing it. Yep. You know? And the amazing thing is I looked up what it fucking costs to generally for like a week on a cruise ship, just the basics, your three meals, your room, and they usually will give you, they'll throw in some amenity of some sort, whether it be free Wi-Fi or like uh, uh, money, like free money to spend on the ship. All right. Costs less than $1,000 a week. So they're pocketing. They're actually spending less. Yeah. To have a luxury cruise life. Yeah. And so that's what you're going to do, guys. Yeah, and as people become older and less mobile, less aware maybe, they can uh, slowly migrate down to steerage. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Just throw them right over the fucking edge. No, you don't need to do that. I think another thing you, you could can, do. You can run this like it's almost like it's for their good. Well, it's all for their good. That's what the hospice is. The hospice is in steerage. They won't. They don't need to know anything. Uh -huh. you know, oh, I thought you said hot sauce. No. Hot, uh, <laughs> I'm putting you in hospice right now. Hot sauce. I love it. Yeah. So there you go, guys. There you go. That's a great idea. That actually, I think, is a fantastic idea. You guys out there, if you are the Captain Steubing type, get out there. Do this. That needs to happen. I actually came up with this idea overall as just a solely retirement concept uh -huh. because I was actually talking to one of my clients who was a performer on a ship for seven months and she was talking about how they as performers you know they have a lot of leeway in terms of interacting with the people and walking around and being mm -hmm. able to use the amenities on the ship but they have a very strict dress code and I'm like who checks up on that because your coworkers aren't going to say and she says oh no there are there are older people who basically have retired to cruise ships and they go from cruise ship to cruise ship to cruise ship to cruise ship, and they know you. They remember you. Okay. And they will, like, report you. Really? Yeah, if your dress is too short or you're showing too much skin and stuff like that. Oh, that's crazy. So it's something that people are doing uh -huh. uh, uh, theoretically, but it's not like a set thing. Okay. And it just makes sense that it should be. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. You guys, if you want to reach out to Josh and tell him what a fantastic idea he just had, you can get him on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. You can Gmail him at uh, Gmail him. You can email him at uh, Josh. Uh, no, what is it? GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. <laughs> get him on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. Go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Stitcher, wherever. We don't care. Listen. If you only listen to podcast form, we implore you, tune in Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn, 
Get the schemes five days before anyone else. Get the early listen to Art Star scene. Stick around later. Listen to Sitting with GN Luca. You got a lot of money in your pocket right now, guys. What are you going to do with it? Josh is going to tell you. The ultra-rare Diamond Luxury Collection of Bottled Water is the event of a lifetime for any specialty water lover. As a complete encased collection, the Ultra Diamond Luxury comes with two glass bottles with diamond and white gold caps, as well as four tasting glasses that will be air-flown direct to you anywhere in the world and presented by the world-renowned water sommelier Martin Rees for your private water tasting. And this is all included in the $100,000 price tag. It is so rare that only nine have been made in the entire world. The bottles are designed by jeweler to the stars Mario Padilla and feature over 14 carats of white and black diamonds. The water itself is a specially engineered design of natural spring water that is enriched with natural mineral elements of silica, potassium, and calcium. In addition, the Ultra Diamond Luxury Collection comes with two delivered bottles and a one-year supply of the Lifestyle Collection by Beverly Hills 90H2O. Wow. You know, I heard an interview with that water sommelier guy once. Oh, really? Yeah, on uh, your mom's house. Uh Uh-huh. If you can do that, convince people to give you a lot of money for that, Mm -hmm. you're a genius. Yeah. Uh, You guys, how do you know our schemes are as good as we know they are? It's because Josh scours the internet for rules to get rich quick, to which we judge our schemes by. Josh, where do our rules come from this week? Uh, Today's rules are 21 rules of the rich and how you can emulate them. Okay. Number one, average people think rich people are snobs. Rich people just want to surround themselves with like-minded people. That's right. Get on a cruise. That's right. Uh, People love to be comfortable. Rich people find comfort in uncertainty. Okay. You can help out with this, too. I can't. No. No, I can't. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Why why can't you not? Because you're just trying to push till I have to say no more because you can't come up with anything for this one. It's not my job that I'm the comer-up guy. <laughs> yes, it is. No, in no, the no. same way that it's my job. I don't even know what this, what was the thing again, then? <laughs> this right. has never been a rule we'll until you this. just stopped giving, and no, give it to me again. No, no, I just no. didn't realize that if I don't think of anything, it doesn't go. It just dies on the vine, okay. man. What is it then? Average people, oh no, I don't even know, I lost it. Average people never make the connection between money and health. Rich people know money can save your life. That's right. Get do some sort of something with health care. Get a dog. <laughs> uh, for your, for clearly, your, clearly, I, we're getting rich, and Noel's having a little tantrum. So once again, for Josh, <laughs> and Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place.